Marky Worthington podcast all day. All day. Dream by night. <laughs> Don't buy me a drink. Just give me 10 bucks. Yeah, all day. <laughs> Go down to the strip club with your floppy disk and turn it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. You'll get fucking thrown out by Big Tony. <laughs> We're here to name names and make people feel more ashamed for shit that they're not proud of. Don't blow it. Keep it simple. Count your money. No, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast. This is episode 42 with my buddy, first time appearance on the show, Phil Carruthers. Uh, Phil's been in the comedy scene for a while. We get into um, get into that in the show, talk about how long he's been doing comedy for, some of the, um, some of the um, gigs that he's done over the years and all that sort of cool stuff. It was a really good chat. I enjoyed having him on the show. It's been actually um, surprising how long I've known Phil and not had him on the show, so it's good to have him on. Um, before we get into it, though, I got a couple of upcoming gigs. So uh, next week, if you're listening to this um, as it comes out, we've got the basement in Belconnen. That's the room that I run. It's a um, well-established room these days. Been running for a while. It's on the fifteenth of uh, June, and it kicks off at seven o'clock doors. Um, 7.30 show, so get in early to uh, get a seat and uh, check the place out, get some food, that sort of stuff. Um, And then on the 17th, there's Fundamentals at Smith's Alternative. Um, And then we we punch right through to the uh, 24th of uh, June where you've got the Boardwalk in Belconnen. Uh, that one there's a room that um, I was on last month and did a roast battle with Kai, buddy Kai Fay, friend of the show. So um, it was a good, good fun gig just to uh, mix it up a little bit. Kai messaged me during the day. He's like, do you want to do a roast battle? And I'm like, fuck yeah. So um, yeah, it was a fun, something different uh, from what I remember last month Kai wants to mix it up a little bit and change the theme of the room a little bit and uh, do some different different style um, gigs there so uh, should be interesting to see what's what's up next so that's like I mentioned on the 24th at the boardwalk bar in Belcon and um, I've got other gigs coming up but usually I don't find out about those until um, just before the gig so make sure you check me out on uh, my social medias because I announce all my uh, gigs on there you can find me at Marky Worthington Comedy on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube um, you can also find me at Marky Comedy on Twitter and finally um if you're into Twitch streaming, because I kind of talk about gaming in this a little bit this episode, um, check me out at Marky Worthington Gaming on Twitch. Um, and I also restream onto my um, YouTube channel. So, yeah, I think that's all the platforms. I'm also on um, Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. But if you're listening to the episode, you probably already found that. Um, but yeah, cheers for listening, and uh, let's get into the show. I love it. I love that it's the Marky Worthington podcast with Marky Worthington. Hey, welcome to the part of the podcast where we talk instead of the intro that I did before, which you all heard. Because why am I re- repeating that? So let's welcome to the show our guest for the day, Phil Carruthers. Mm-hmm. How you doing, man? Not bad. Thank you very much for having me. Just a uh, long-winded, weird intro there to kick off the uh, kick off to start the bidding. Yeah, yeah, the. Uh, encore intro to the <laughs> intro that will be inserted later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, if you didn't hear that intro, then that means I decided to keep it out. So it'll be like <laughs> that's like the deleted no, scenes. Now I look like the idiot. 
did um people already are aware of how much of like like an idiot when it comes to like this kind of stuff i am like yeah actually the bit you will hear if you listen to this episode um on um the audio edition will be the um when i had dane simpson on yeah i was like welcome i was like nervous for some reason yeah um, and I was just like, welcome to the Marky Worthington Comedy Podcast with Marky Worthington. And, like, <laughs> and, Dane, and Dane like called it out like straight away. Yeah. And I use that as part of the intro now. Yeah, Because okay. I'm like, <laughs> I accidentally got really good like content out of that. Because yeah. I'm like, it's Dane Simpson saying yeah. my name. I'm like, oh, why, why wouldn't I use yeah. that? So yeah, sometimes it just randomly, something will happen and you'll be like, that's really good. It's like when you do crowd work and then yeah. like you get like a good bit out of yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so that's always fun. Yeah. That's a, it's always a risk. <laughs> it's a risk, dude. Sometimes you'll just have a bit and you're like, oh man, I really shouldn't have. Like you have material and yeah. you know it's decent yeah. and you're working on something that's been going well. Yeah. And then crowd work will just pop up and you're like, oh, I'll take a chance. Yeah. And it's just not fucking worth it. And you're like, I can't believe I had material yeah. that could have been better than that. <laughs> I feel like the trick I see a lot of people do is just like have an exit strategy for like no matter what people say because yeah. then it looks like you've done a good job at crowd work as opposed <laughs> to just flubbing it and then being st- like standing there with your pants down basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I've done um, I've done some crowd work. Actually, it's only the last like 12 months that I've actually been leaning more into crowd work. Like yeah. I've always kind of riff with a crowd member if they're like talking yeah or like i ask a question and like um rhetorically but then they rhetorically and they and they actually respond out loud yeah um then i'll do a little bit of work yeah but like before that i would only just do my material and leave yeah and kind of i was performing to the crowd yeah um as they were like a stadium crowd yeah like it was like the same vibe as if i was at like a stadium but it yeah. was like an open mic at smith's yeah and i would just go up recite my shit and bail yeah. and it wasn't very it was very like disconnected i feel yeah. but even just one little bit of crowd work will like make you seem more human yeah it is interesting smith's like it doesn't happen every time but it generally seems to have like the highest chance of someone just like acting like you're just there to have a chat <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I found like there was the last time I was there, there was just some people that would just chime in with commentary throughout the whole thing. (laughs) And like most people aren't, like most people are there because you only have the five minutes to do what they're prepared. Mm, mm. Um, So yeah, it is, it it can work well. And sometimes like after the third, like when they're doing it in the fifth act in a row, you're just like, surely you understand what this is. Mm. You didn't, you had to pay to be. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. This isn't an accident. Yeah, you weren't just like, like for example, did you ever work? I, it might have been while you weren't um, active. Active. Yeah. Um, there was a room in Gungahlin at Young and Frisky. I think I missed. There was one like an upstairs place there that I did once, and that was like before I stopped. But yeah, I don't think I ever did Young and Frisky. Okay, yeah, Young yeah. and Frisky wasn't up. There was just like a, a bar. I'm still going. It's just yeah. I don't do comedy. <laughs> I went. I went there for um, trivia. Like a I was gonna few, say, like if, it, if it was out of business, I'd take credit if I ran the comedy room. It's like we crashed that place. <laughs> it's like I used to work for Dick Smith back in the yeah. day. And I left three years before they went bankrupt, but I still claimed that like my deals were too good that yeah. I sent them under. <laughs> <laughs> I put them into recession. Yeah. Like, nice, you were. Um, 
But yeah, so there was a lot of people that were just there to have dinner. Yeah. And you had to perform comedy to people that were eating fucking 50 cent wings. Yeah. No, that happens, you know. A lot of places will mention wanting it and then you'll like go to the venue and you're like, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things like, so for like an intro for people that aren't um, familiar with with Phil, um, probably just my mates basically that that are like not... Um, don't often come out to shows. I because I grew up down the south coast. Oh, okay. So, so I have a more. yeah, I have a, f- a, a few people that listen to the podcast. No one's committed enough to come up come that up often for an open <laughs> mic. Yeah. Um, but um, when I started in comedy in, I think it was twenty seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been twenty seventeen. Yeah. Um, it was it was at Smiths. Um, they yeah. used to have it in the front room. Yeah, and um, before there was no back room, yeah. it was just all the, the front room yeah. was the whole bar. Yeah, um, yeah. Phil was one of the comedians on the bill there, and um, yeah, I remember sort of starting, and Phil was one of the staples in the scene. And I've had most of the people that I started with on the show before, and uh, Phil's one of the last people that I haven't had on there, aside from people that have either moved away or you know, are full-time comedians and don't have, the, have, have a, yeah, don't, don't stay still long enough. Yeah. To pin them down. <laughs> to, yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so that's why I've got Phil on the show. We, we've done a few gigs together over the years and, um, yeah, just, um, seeing, yeah, seeing people come and go, people yeah. like that were already established, like Excel. Yeah. Yeah. So it's been a pretty fucking interesting ride. So I started 2017. Do you remember when you started? I want to say the end of 2015 probably yeah. would have been when I started. I'm just trying to remember because it was, that would have been about right, I think. would have been around July of 2015. Yep. I think it's probably the first time. I'm trying to line it up with other stuff that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. time, but. Um, <laughs> I do that as well. I'm like, yeah. I'll look at a photo and I'll be like, well, I my beard is like three <laughs> inches long. So that has to be about 2013. Yeah. Yeah, I like my beard length is like the rings on a tree. Like yeah. I like count the. Yeah, I remember going to like the front a year before I got up, because I like was anxious about doing it and watching it and being like, oh, I wouldn't be the worst person on tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it still took me another twelve months to actually build up to go and actually give it a go. I think the front was the first place I would have done it at. Yeah, yeah. Um, before it like got renovated and everything else yeah um yeah that's that was the time dude like i i was talk we're talking off mic earlier about this um when i first started there was three rooms yeah they're all once a month i think yeah yeah yeah. so like you had um smith's which was always the first sunday of every month always and still is yeah um they've added sometimes they do the second sunday yeah or the last sometimes Sometimes I think it's just um, Jeffrey will, if there's nothing on, someone will mention, is there a mic this week? And then he'll ask if they want something on. And just so queue one up. A bit, a bit nothing. The first Sunday is the scheduled one, and then occasionally another one will pop up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, a friend of the show, Jeffrey Charles, um, he's on, like, we did an episode before. We did a very English teacher heavy episode. <laughs> we went through um, idioms. Oh, okay. I found, like, um, 
like 10 idioms and their definitions and we rent and friend for yeah. those i've still got a pile of those left like i kind of bring them out every now and then i yeah. think i've got about 80 idioms that i've found yeah. online and i just like will choose five or, or yeah, 10 pull them out as like a random it, thing yeah just throw them in a conversation see if anyone notices <laughs> <laughs> well that's the funny thing in my previous episode i had my buddy trent on there it's the yeah. second time he's been on the show yeah and um well the first time it was a two-part episode but we yeah. recorded it in one sitting and he had plans all day to bring up the emu war like this <laughs> like he did fucking heaps of research into it so that he could talk like specifically about it like yeah. he was gonna act like he took it really seriously yeah. and we just got a chat and he forgot completely to bring it up <laughs> like he like we were done the podcast yeah. and he was just like ah oh, shit and i was like what man he's like oh dude all right i'll tell you uh, I was just going to talk about the Amy Wall the yeah. entire show. <laughs> it's like, oh man, I learned something for no reason now. That's <laughs> yeah. what's the... uh, I'm sure it'll come in fucking yeah, handy. No. <laughs> but yeah, um, we, we yeah. So I had Jeff on the show, and like we would, um, he he runs Smiths, and that's one of the that's one of I think that's the only room in Canberra that's not stopped since I started. Yeah, I know. Like I would have, I was running the Phoenix, not the Phoenix. I was running the front when you started that's right you were yeah um and then they went into renovations and they said that they wanted something to open again and then they just like didn't get back to me about mm. it and then um eventually someone else basically relaunched the room it never like came back because of me oddly <laughs> 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 enough like um unlike the phoenix which just died and never came back despite its name <laughs> yeah it just never rose from the yeah. ashes it did once literally but literally then it, um... yeah. and then and then it just it should have been called when they renamed it from the phoenix they sh when it re-rose from the ashes they should have changed the name to a like a bird that's known for just dying <laughs> Like it, they should have renamed. Coal mine canary, or something like that. <laughs> it becomes the um the dodo. Yeah, like it's just extinct. Extinct. Yeah, like there was no. To be honest with you, man, like I feel like since it reopened, it never fucking regained its legs. Like it was always no, it just was trying all... to make do. Because it's sort of like reopened on that other side after. A... I don't think it ever had comedy in the. It was similar to like um smiths where they had like two alleys and i think the downstairs of one used to be a different venue for a while yeah uh, like when i was first 18 i think that was a different place but i think it belonged to the business owners and they were like okay. subletting it yeah yeah um but yeah it never i like i don't know the people who run it personally but i heard that like they were just treading water for a fair while yeah so. well this was no secret they yeah. would have like gofundme campaigns yeah. and all that well, they had like running. the their version of it which was like selling bricks so not literally, but like people just wrote their names on the brick wall there yeah. as like a fundraiser. I remember that at one stage. Mm. Um, it was a bit space. They never seemed to quite nail it for the comedy stuff. Did it have comedy before it moved next door? I don't remember it ever having it. Not while I was doing comedy anyway. Yeah, because I did comedy there only while it was in that main area. Yeah. But I went there once before when it was... Um, in, on the other side on the other side yeah. early days yeah. of me i moved to canberra in 2012 oh, okay and yeah the, it was it would have been around 2013 that i yeah. went there and it was on that side dude yeah. and it was um it's like a weeknight yeah. i was chilling at home 
my buddy said, oh, there's a gig on in the city. Yeah. Um, he comes to a lot of the shows, actually, my buddy Lucas. He um, took that photo for oh, the okay. poster. Yeah. 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 He's actually seen him last night. He's a really cool dude. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I've known him for years. Um, when I first met Lucas, he had like a Skrillex haircut and <laughs> it was 2013. So that was like everyone's shit, right? Yeah. Like 2012 when I, yeah. when I first met him fucking Skrillex hair dude and yeah. he had the glasses and everything and people like we'd be out with him and people would be like holy shit dude you look like Skrillex <laughs> but um he was there and he's like oh there's a gig on you should come out yeah so I went there and it was my first and last time I ever went to the Phoenix before yeah. it burnt down and um yeah it was a like the band ran out of songs like <laughs> the, they they only knew like five songs was it like a originals band it was, was originals yeah. Because most of the stuff that I ever saw, there was like local acts doing their own material there. Yeah. But as in music acts, not many. I think maybe some like poetry, sort poetry of beat poetry yeah. stuff was on there. Because I know they did like the, I can't remember what it was called, but there was something that used to run out of the Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like how Smiths does their poetry nights yeah. and stuff as well. I think Smith is like well-named, I guess, like Smith Varietal. They have sort of different art and stuff they'll mm. host there. It's good to have that sort of venue in Canberra, I don't know if there's anything that would be similar to it. No, it's so unique. Yeah. Like, and the thing is, Smith's has personality and character. Like, yeah. You can't build that overnight. Hmm. Like, there's there's something about a venue where it has, it's kind of alive. It sounds yeah. weird, but like, like you think you've got to think of everything that's ever happened. Yeah to make that venue what it is today yeah and shape it to what it is yeah like from like the people that work there through to the patrons yeah through to like every piece of that yeah. place has been crafted over yeah. years you just can't recreate that. yeah as like it's because of where it is it so easily could have just been turned into uh, like a bunch of other restaurant or yobbo things that people yeah <laughs> fuck there's so, a word i have not heard for a while yobbo, yeah yeah, yeah showing the uh showing your queen bee inside oh yeah love it <laughs> is it queen bee inside or is it just the south side uh, i'm wondering whether yobbo is just because my parents are older oh yeah <laughs> so true, they probably dude. threw that word out more than some other people's but um my old man was like 36 when he had me yeah how old how old was your old man when he had 48 49 yeah, dude yeah. that's some that's that's like a gap there right? yeah <laughs> fucking hell I actually, um, I was talking to someone recently and they said something like that. Like they said a word that I hadn't heard for ages yeah. and I actually pinned it. I was just like, cause it was more so something that like my old man would say. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, your parents are old. Like I just said yeah. that just as like a <laughs> rant and, and they were like, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's just, my mum was 40. I'm yeah. like, holy shit. I just like guessed that. Yeah. That's funny that you can pick that out. It's just <laughs> sort of thing. For some reason, sometimes, like, especially when I'm doing crowd work, I'll just say something. Yeah. And someone will come up to me at the end of the show and be like, you fucking nailed that. Like, I <laughs> I was um, I was doing some crowd work at the last basement. Yeah. And I was talking about how staunch this dude was because it was like a cold winter day, yeah. night. And he was wearing, a, coincidentally, exactly what, a hoodie with shorts. <laughs> and I'm like, that's a staunch move to like wear that in, like, yeah. it's just, it's like saying like, 
you know, I'll wear a hoodie because it's cold, but like she'll be right for the legs. Yeah. And I was just doing some crowd work with him. The legs are moving. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I did that for a little bit and I'm just like, dude, you like, and then someone else went up on stage and also picked that guy. Yeah. And said something about like um, him serving time, like as a joke. Yeah. Like he's so staunch, he looks like he served time or something. Yeah. No shit, dude comes up to me at the end of the gig. His mate comes up to me at the end of the gig. It was just like, he actually was like, he's, he's been to Goulburn Prison before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, I'm so glad that I didn't go too hard on the crowd work. Like, yeah. And But to be honest with you, like I never got any bad vibes from it. Like I, yeah. I worked at, um, I worked a room. Could have been a white collar criminal, never know. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, I um, tax evasion no <laughs> he's like a big like hectic looking dude with yeah. just like tax evasion <laughs> it's, like, it's Al Capone that's all I could, all they could get him on was the tax true yeah 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 it's just like well whatever that's the thing though like sometimes that'll be the thing that sticks it's yeah. like it's like you always hear about these criminals that get done for things like you know parking in a no parking yeah. spot and shit when that's because they they got them on all this shit, but they didn't have enough evidence yeah. to pin them. And then or they just hit like, them with that. Or they messed up like one thing in the procedure and couldn't like actually keep them in custody and then mm. it all fell apart. Like the evidence wasn't strong enough yeah. to make a definitive answer. Yeah. And then they get out and all the witnesses disappear. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, disappear. it's like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, do you remember Grand Theft Auto 3? Did you ever play that game? I played Vice City. I remember going back to play three, and because it like didn't have the voice acting, I'm like, this is kind of dry. Yeah, true. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. um, I would have played parts of it, but I didn't. I, I started with three, yeah. So like it only got better from there. Yeah. So I never had to go back. Yeah. Actually, I started with three, and then you talk about a fucking time warp. I got one and two. Yeah. On just based on the merit of three. Yeah. There was one point there was just like I remember Steam the video game. Like, yeah thing that you do through your computer yeah, sponsor the show they just, no. yeah <laughs> sponsor of our lifestyles um <laughs> they just had like a grand theft auto bundle sale where it was like everything from like um san andreas to like one together for like 50 bucks yeah i remember grabbing that and like playing the first two and being like this sucks <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the best thing was it was just good enough to fund three yeah like it was good enough to get the next one off the ground yeah which and three funded Vice City, which yeah. fucking funded San Andreas. Probably, yeah. in my mind, one of the best games of that era. Yeah. Um, and look at five now, still kicking ass. Yeah. It's kicking too much ass. That's why there's not going to be like a six for another... Ages. Five years, probably. Because there's so many mods on five. Yeah. It's not only that, but like they keep just expanded the online because I mm. think they make uh, like a ton of money through it now. Yeah, it's insane like if you look at what five is now compared yeah. to one you're like that's what you can do if you're just persistently fucking putting out cool shit yeah i remember downloading like mods for san andreas that made it online oh really and people kept on like getting annoyed with the company because they like wouldn't everyone's like this is like a good environment to have this and it took them like another I think they tried an online in GTA 4, didn't they? And uh, it kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah. They did, yeah. Yeah, and then they relaunched it properly. 4 was the oddball because it was the like the Russian dude. It yeah. just changed the like aspect of it. It was a very grey game. It was. And also the um, 
they tried to update the physics to yeah. make it so that you couldn't just crash into shit and not have repercussions. <laughs> and people were like, "What the fuck is this?" Like, yeah. you know, it's like um, it's like when um, Gran Turismo just got like Gran Turismo Racing sort yeah. of got too involved. Like, yeah, I played GT you know, Gran Turismo two like ridiculous amount of hours playing that yeah. racing game and then like when four and five came out i was like holy shit these are like actually like driving a car too much yeah like, it's like sims dude i used to play sims deluxe yeah. because like it wasn't like you could run you could like basically burn the person out <laughs> just making them work like two oh, yeah. jobs and like all this crazy shit yeah and just earn all the money and then like later editions of sims like it was like oh you need to actually have rest days and days off and oh, okay. there's like <laughs> um, mental health and stuff that they yeah. added to it and i was just sitting there like what the fuck is this i just used to make this come work like fucking 12 hour days and like bang the chick next door because it was convenient i just remember um in the sims like you'd do the stuff to like kill the people and you'd mess around like that and then one time i was trying to play it properly someone just caught on fire cooking their food <laughs> just like what <laughs> yeah like and then their like house burnt down because nobody else lived there so i yeah. just had to like watch <laughs> while it burnt down as this person just turned into like a pile of ashes and then the rest of their house went up in flames yeah yeah and i was like okay yeah, that's cool that's a normal thing <laughs> i mean one of my favorite youtube videos um i was i used to do um like a computer class it's in high school yeah. it was like a basic programming pretty yeah. much um and our teacher was showing us something on youtube when they first put in like smart boards in schools. oh yeah like it wasn't the smart board it was like an overhead projector essentially yeah um, but because it was the computer lab, lab, they got it first. Yeah. So he was doing a lot of the course material showing us on the projector. Yeah. So he shows us like a video of someone writing like some piece of software. Yeah. I think because it was related to some software they used in Minecraft. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, the metadata had just rolled up like a Minecraft video to play after. Yeah. So he's midway through finishing talking about it and the next video starts playing. Oh, auto plays. Dude, and it is a video of a guy showing you how to put um, fire in a fireplace in like a log cabin that him and his buddy built together. <laughs> and he throws the fucking fire like tile down. Yeah. And it lands on the like next to the fireplace instead of in the fireplace and he's doing a tutorial he's like okay yeah so this oh hang on no it's just landed and then he like there's like a, a like an indoor pool like next yeah. to it so he goes over and picks up some water and walks over and tries to like throw it on there and he eventually gets it like put out yeah and then turns back around and the whole other side of the room's on fire <laughs> so he like is backing out of this house and he's yeah. still like in disbelief yeah he's going like oh hang on no i just need to i might need you to oh wait this is uh oh no and then like <laughs> it just ends in him on the outside of the house with the whole thing on the fire. whole thing's on fire and he's going i cannot believe that just happened i have to tell my friend that i burnt the house down like he's just like in utter like awe <laughs> and our it teacher is just like by the start of that video he went to change it and we're just like no sir leave it on and he's like oh, all right then we can watch this one video then we got to get back to it yeah and he even the teacher was like i'm so glad that 
played. Like we were, we were just, he, he was young for a t- like yeah. He was like just out of uni. Oh, okay. And he was yeah. like a nerdy kid, so yeah. he he fucking. So would have been. You could tell he loved Minecraft it. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was actually one of my favorite teachers. He used to um, like um, we used to talk about games and shit. Yeah. Like when he, whenever like we had spare time or yeah. whatever. He yeah. I actually in that class designed my own version of the ET game. Oh, okay. <laughs> Do you know about the original AT the, game? Is that the one that like buried in all buried in landfill? landfill. Like... I watched a documentary yeah. on it on Netflix. I knew about it before that, but this yeah. guy actually set out to find it. Yeah. And the conclusion was basically it wasn't just ET that they buried. It was Atari. There yeah. was not just. It was mostly ET games. I mean, ET buried Atari. Yeah. Basically. yeah. <laughs> That's actually funny. It went yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Like, Atari didn't bury ET. It was the other way around. Yeah. That's actually um, fucking hilarious. But anyway, they um, I so I developed my own version of that game. Yeah. And to be fair, I myself believe it was better than the one. I was going to say released. it wouldn't. It probably would have been at least as good from what I heard about that game. <laughs> Basically, what it was, it was like Reverse Minesweeper. Yeah. Only you. Instead of like avoiding where the mines are, you were trying to find trying them. to find them. So yeah. you had a limited amount of clicks, and you yeah. had to find the five pieces of the phone so that you could yeah. put them together and call home. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it was just like a basically a um a ten by ten grid. Yeah. And you just had to click find yeah. yeah find, and um, the minimal amount of clicks was the score basis. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that that was yeah. my game I developed in uh, high school. Yeah. It's actually still in a file on my on my PC. <laughs> I should um stream me playing yeah. that game, dude. My own game. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. That's a long long term project, but that's <laughs> that'd be cool. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so oh, I could play the original ET game followed by mine and do like a vote to see who thought it was like which one was better. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm such a narcissist, I want yeah. people to say that mine was better than. <laughs> Oh man, so um, we were um, we we're chatting about um, we we're chatting about um, when I was setting up the mics at the start of yeah. this, you're talking about like some of the like skits and stuff that you do for like recordings and things like that. Oh yeah, like the um, the improv is it like improv sort of stuff? Or? Um, most of the sketch stuff's all written. Yeah. Um, will improv like. The improv more happens like during rehearsal where you'll find stuff that's funnier there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was <clears throat> part of like Wet Brecky was a sketch group that um, we haven't been active because people get busy and sort yeah. of like have kids and other stuff like, like that, that yeah. going on. Um, but we have some online content if people want to look that up. Um, but yeah, so it's sort of... Because um, there are like people are good at it like you'll find other online groups where they literally just will go and record an improv stuff for like an hour and then cut that into three minutes mm-hmm. um whereas like when you have to schedule so many people and it's not your full-time job you feel like you can't risk that of having yeah, how many get... people is work um the live show we did was four we yeah. have probably a six now yeah um but like i said we're not we haven't done anything since middle of uh Julyish last year. It's been a while. I remember the comedy festival twenty nineteen. Yeah, that was when we like pushed like Josh, who sort of it's all stems on from him as far as like running everything. Um, he sort of did sketch sketch shows for like the two years before that. Mm -hmm. 
um, with different people, but hadn't didn't have it under wet brekkie then. I think Secret Show might have been that, but I wasn't part of it at that stage, so yeah. I don't know the full history. But um, yeah, sort of sketch written sketches and that sort of stuff. Whereas yeah, it's fun and it's sort yeah. of. It almost, some degree, feels safer than comedy, like regular stand-up. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, you know what you're going to say next as mm. opposed to comedy where you get up and something absolutely flops and you're like, fuck, I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> as opposed to comedy where you're... Or sketch comedy where you are a character in that scene. Mm. So even if one joke doesn't get a laugh, at least you know what you're saying next and who you are supposed to be at that time. Yeah, but it's, yeah. like, more comfortable sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, okay. No, um, I know exactly what that's like as far as dropping a bit, dude. Like, the amount of times, like, isn't it funny when you have, like, there's a comedian, like, a local comedian, and you've heard a few of their jokes before, yeah. and they try a new one, yeah, and it doesn't go as well, dude, yeah, and then you hear them say something that they said, like, four years ago, like, yeah. they, they <laughs> they're like, you're just like, oh man, yeah. you're going right back in the archives yeah. to find something. <laughs> to like best yeah. that do you like i um i was talking to anthony tomic about yeah. that like i haven't had, had i had him booked for the show bang right on when covid hit. Oh, okay um and we he were, ended up in melbourne for like a couple months then so that would have been him <laughs> yeah so we we didn't end up getting yeah. a chance to do it it's, i still like to have him back yeah on the show but it just we haven't queued it back up yeah rescheduled it he emceed um recently, yeah I, actually yeah he emceed the front, the front last night yeah i wasn't there but that was yeah no I, I was i was there i did um i wasn't expecting to be up early yeah but i was expecting like i was on, i knew i was on the bill yeah. so i get there like just after seven thirty. like yeah. like a fucking poorly managed dick that i am yeah <laughs> and um Chris was like, oh, good, you're here. We can start. And I was just like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> now I feel like I'm even more of an asshole. Yeah. But Chris was just fucking around. Yeah. Um, and it was packed. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was sold out. And I think they could have a few more people than last time. Yeah. They, they've increased it, which one of the comedians made a good like um, riff about it. They're like, look at this crowd. We're basically rubbing it in Melbourne's face right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, without Melbourne doing anything right now, we're like the comedy capital of Australia right now. Like we're like nobody look at Sydney. Yeah, just <laughs> like except for Sydney, just don't mention that. Right, this is the southern capital of comedy in Australia. <laughs> yeah, like south of Wollongong, where the <laughs> we're number one, baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, we um we we went and did um. I went and did that and I only really did two jokes last yeah. night and the rest was just riffing on those two jokes. Yeah. Like, um, Jeff did like a musical bit with a yeah. guitar, like not just singing, yeah. but like, I've seen, I don't, he, I don't know whether he's added more stuff. I know he's working on like a bigger show. So I think he's trying to like get that down pat the songs. It's fucking great, dude. Yeah. He's such a good singer. Like, yeah. There was a, there was a, he hit like a high note. And it reminded me of, um, you know, the high note in All of My Love by um, Led yeah. Zeppelin? Yeah, yeah, he hit a note like that. <laughs> and I was like, dude, can you stop being such a fucking triple threat? Like, <laughs> He's written a book as well. He's, yeah, uh, it's just like more than triple. Yeah. Uh, like, it's not, it's just a fucking, yeah, it's, it's crazy how um, 
how much he That's can funny. do. I remember, like, he, he's generally pretty humble about it, but eventually he'll, like, mention, like, oh, no, so I was just in a choir for, like, 10 years. <laughs> yeah. That's... I don't think that was exactly what it was, but, like... No, he said that. So, yeah. it wasn't choir that he said to me. I said, because um, when he did his first time I ever seen him sing on stage, yeah. I was, like, emceeing. I just yeah. think it was at the basement. And I was just like, dude, how was I meant to fucking follow that? Like, if <laughs> I knew you were going to close on a song that was sang like that, I would yeah. put you at the end of the fucking night. Yeah. Like... <laughs> Um, and he, and he just like, he casually just goes like, oh, th- thank you, Mikey. I'm, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm actually trained. Yeah. Like I'm actually professionally trained. I'm like, oh fuck yeah. Like he, he was like humble, but he'll like yeah. drop, like wanted to let you know, let yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. I love that about Jeff. He's just, he's humble, but he's also like, um, passionate about what he does. Yeah. So he like, um, well, I think. He kind of, to be fair, dude, I think maybe he tells you that he's classic, that he's not classically, he's trained um, as part of being humble. Like, he's like, oh, I don't think that I, like, am this good off the bat. I did training to do this sort of thing. This takes time. (laughs) Yeah, it was nearly, it's nearly like he's just, like, encouraging you not to feel like you should be that good. Yeah. Without training. (laughs) It's kind of like when you're learning an instrument and then you look up a video of someone who's playing, like, a amazing piece of music you're like why bother <laughs> yeah i i do that with like sometimes i'll um see someone like i'll think oh like comedy is going well i got good laughs or whatever yeah. and someone will just go up like when pat doherty was in town yeah. and just do crowd work for fucking 10 minutes and yeah. murder yeah and you're like fuck man i'm back <laughs> to square one like oh man like um i listened to joey diaz's podcast yeah and he talks about when he would like go home and cry because he would like <laughs> he would open for a headliner and they would tear up the room yeah and he would be like is this really what i want to do yeah like <laughs> i guess like, comedy i guess is interesting in the sense that like um you just got to remember that you're not trying to be the person that did well you're trying to be like your own version of a comedian so like yeah, I think I was there that night at the front where Pat like absolutely just crushed doing crowd work. And it's just like, okay, I didn't do that well, but also I am not trying to do crowd work style comedy. Mm. So um, if you want to try and do crowd work style comedy, you can try that as well. Yeah. But it's all just like what you want to get what, out of it. And yeah. um, each person sort of like progressing, like it's not competitive <laughs> yeah, <laughs> necessarily. Well, yeah, it's only as competitive as you think it is. Yeah. Like, if you think that, like, I need to beat this person, then yeah. you'll, you'll create that in your own mind. Yeah. So, it it's like, um, yeah, it's like comparing... You, like, I, I, I try to only compare myself to myself. Yeah. Like, and how well I did at my last show versus, yeah. like, you know, how, how I did right now sort yeah. of thing. Um, so yeah, I can't, I can't, um, although I do, Yeah. I, I, it's not really fair to compare myself to like people that are killing. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's sort of, the only thing I guess you can compare is like, say I didn't like, I wasn't, uh, sure about that material. So I didn't really give it what it needed. Mm. and then that didn't work and then i can come off and like work on that aspect of it and making sure that like you're committing to the bit basically Mm. which is an old like premise but just like yeah it's sort of 
taking away what you can rather than being like, I'm not that person being like, what, um, what is different that I can control and without just trying to be, cause like, what is it they like great comedy comedians ruin like the next generation of open mics because everyone's there trying to be them. Mm. Um, so you just got to like I said try to figure out what your influences are and figure out what you're trying to do specifically. Yeah, like yeah. I, I watch back some of my shit. Yeah, like I don't film all my sets, but I record. If I don't film it, I you have the audio. audio. Yeah. And I had this bit where it just would never, like, always land. Yeah. And I'd listen back to the recording and I just couldn't pick it. And it wasn't until I filmed it that I realized that, like, my body language was not committed to the bit. Yeah. Like, it just looked like I was apologizing for the bit. Yeah. And the minute that, like, you start being more confident, the crowd can, like see that you're joking like yeah if, if you're apologizing for your material then the crowd sometimes like shies away from it as well yeah. like if you especially if it's like something that you might offend someone with like yeah. if you're like if you go into it with the mentality of like this might offend some people yeah so like get ready for that then yeah. people that are on the fence are like okay well now i'm out yeah like um, you hear that all the time though. Sometimes it can work. Yeah. Like if you, if you say it after you've said the joke, like yeah. if you're like, like, you know, like, oh, you, wow, you guys love that joke. That means you're going to love this one. Cause yeah. like you like filthy jokes or some yeah. shit. Like if you address the fact that like the crowd is like degenerates, yeah. then they, they will like laugh at their own degenerate fucking behavior. You can sort of like work it both ways and say, well, if you didn't like that, I have bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's also a great one. Yeah, there. It's like, well, if you, yeah. it's like, well, or or you'll say something that's like doesn't get any laughs. You're yeah. like, all right, I suppose I better do some material. Yeah. Like it's just like I said, it's, it's always a risk that you have. Like a, if you are trying to like tread that line as well, there's always the risk where you've just said something offensive and you're like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot the joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That does happen every so often. Um, you forgot also, the punchline because yeah. you're so worried about the setup. Yeah. Or like you just completely flubbed it and now it's out of order and there's no point trying to like explain it. <laughs> like, so that's like people like Daniel Sloss and Bill Burr will do stuff where they sort of start with a premise that gets people offside mm. and the whole premise of the bit isn't, it's like turning it around or getting people to eventually laugh at the idea. Mm. Um but again, you sort of have to take the risk that you're going to get to the end of a five-minute bit and be like, oh, that didn't work. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's slightly angry at me. <laughs> yeah, now I have to work harder. Yeah. Dude, some of the best um, endings I've had yeah. to a gig has been when I started shit. Yeah. Like, there's something about, like, losing a crowd and winning them back, which yeah. makes it heaps better when you do. I know I've seen Pat do that with his crowd work as well. He'll he'll lose them yeah. on purpose. Yeah. He'll go up there and like give someone shit. Yeah. Off the bat. Yeah. And just seem like a prick. A prick. <laughs> yeah. Like and a lot of people that I take to because I bring people with me to shows yeah. occasionally. I'll bring someone along that hasn't seen comedy before, yeah. like a friend of mine. I'm like, come check a show out. You know. You forget that, don't you? That like some people just don't watch stand up, and you're like, what? I'm like, <laughs> to me, amount... that's like saying you don't listen to music. I'm yeah. Just like, what? Yeah, like for Dude. me, it's 
it's one of those things because it's become my life so much. Yeah. It's hard to imagine that other people don't also yeah. think that way. It was also like just as a kid growing up, I was like, would always make sure I was watching comedy stuff on TV when it was on as well. Mm. So the idea that just like that wasn't registering in people and they just skipped it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, um, yeah, I, I, I tend to try and bring people along to comedy. Yeah. Like friends of mine that, like, if I have a conversation with someone and they're like, oh, you're like, um, it's like, oh man, like if I'm chatting to someone, like, dude, you're like, that's the funniest shit I've ever heard if I tell them a story or something. Yeah. But like, no, like, oh, so you like that kind of like, you should come check out some comedy sometime. Yeah. To be fair, I don't bring them to shows that I'm not performing on. So I'm yeah. kind of dragging people along to watch yeah. me do comedy and then fucking making them tell me that I'm good. <laughs> like, yeah, it's the worst combination. If I find people who are interested, I generally just point them at the Facebook group because I don't want them to necessarily watch me at an open mic because mm. to me, like, uh, it's all, it always was a little odd when I'd um see someone bring like it's our first time I would bring like ten people to watch them because mm. it'd be like um what inviting ten people to watch you like pick up an instrument you never played for the first time yeah 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 and like, just, come watch me try and learn smoke on the water yeah I mean you might at least get the rhythm of that down after five minutes <laughs> like yeah yeah but it's like um. A lot of the time, if I have a buddy that's coming... Like, so a lot of the time, if it's just someone that I that's like, oh, I recognize you from Instagram yeah. or some shit, I'll be like, yeah, come along to the next basement on the 15th yeah. of July. That's, I guess just, that's different because your responsibility as a room runner is to actually get people there. So. By that's the way, a next basement, different. 15th of July. Um, yeah. So anyway, they, um, um, that is actually the date. Yeah, 15th yeah. of June. Oh, sorry, June. Yeah. yeah. Fuck. I was going to say, oh, skipping a month. Uh, see, exactly. Yeah. It takes one of the more experienced room runners to knock <laughs> me into line. <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah. Um, they, um, yeah, so I'll, I'll point him in the direction of an open mic. Yeah. Like a lot of the time it's, if it's at the basement after the show, they'll say like, oh, when's the next one? Yeah. They're like, oh, it's on the 15th of June, but the like the boardwalks on yeah this one next week you know because yeah. it's normally the week after the basement i don't have them i only have them memorized the ones that i know are coming up <laughs> that i'm yeah. like need to sign up for so like um most of the time i'll be like uh oh, there's a facebook group <laughs> the the sign up sheets are a pretty handy way of yeah. doing it like, i know sydney uh, like i'd been there they'd been doing that for a while mm. and i think it's just a good way for them to um have full visibility full and, visibility and it stops like people contacting them directly yeah like yeah. to get on you can sort of just be like here's the sheet it's up for this amount of time um get in or don't yeah well i think i'm the only room aside from boardwalk that still runs at the old school way yeah but mine is um first in best dress yeah. so it's always gonna and i don't foresee myself changing that yeah um there is one criteria i have where it has to be 50 percent um people that well it doesn't have to be 50 percent people that didn't perform last month yeah but people that performed last month can only fulfill 50 percent of the next month's yeah. bill so what i do is 16 spots yeah as soon as i get eight people that already performed last month yeah if someone hits me up that already performed they yeah. go on the reserve list although yeah. the whole thing's not full yet yeah and then a, like a couple of days out from the gig yeah if i've only got like a few people that 
uh, like didn't perform last month, then I'll go to those yeah. people. Um, because I'd prefer to have people that performed last month than no one at all. Yeah. But if I can, I'd prefer new people. Yeah. Gets newer people in as well as um. I get newbies at the like every month since I have come back since May last year. Yeah. So nearly for like twelve for twelve months straight, yeah. I've had um average. So not every month I had a new person. Yeah. But some months I had none, and the next month I had two. I think it was like two or three, and I did it last. I've but... had. I've had the same amount of new people as I've had mics. Yeah. So I've had about... I've bought 12 new people on the stage in the past 12 months. Yeah. Because of that. Just trying to make sure you're encouraging people. new people. Yeah. So I like to think that like... though, And a lot of them have continued doing it. Yeah. Fate Singh. Yeah. So he's, he, he started yeah. as a newbie um, when I first started it. Yeah. He was at the front last night, dude. Yeah. Um, and he's fucking like crowd work and shit it's yeah like, like he's doing crowd work he's been yeah. doing it for less than 12 months he's fucking yeah. getting laughs no i think he's good yeah I think he'll stick with it hopefully <laughs> yeah yeah well like this yeah i mean to be fair a lot of those newbies have only done the first time yeah but um always like a lot of people have it on their bucket list yeah just to do it once like fucking do it dude like everyone that has done comedy before that has probably been told when they're in the group that like dude that's a funny story like you should try telling that on stage or like do you do comedy like that's a big one do you do i I, sometimes when i'm bartending someone will be like do you do comedy and i'm like like I'm literally standing there like with a poster of me you've got your posters in the place (laughs) (laughs) Um, and like all around and yeah you've seen in my house i've got like a fucking canvas print yeah. of me at the end of the hallway <laughs> funny story so i uh, i spoke about when i had kelsey bullis on the show yeah we were talking about like how much of an ego tripper i look like like i was <laughs> like I, it's basically like three of me yeah and one of the guests yeah um it's a panel show so yeah <laughs> when i first moved into this place um there was a there was only one hook in the hallway that was like strong enough to support like a heavier painting. Yeah. And my mum gave me this random reproduction yeah, of, of yeah. a Picasso. Yeah. And I didn't really like it, but I was like, I kind of like, I wanted it. Yeah. And then when I hung it up, I'm like, this isn't me. Like yeah. I, I like fucking creepy. <laughs> this literally isn't me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, this isn't me. This is a girl and her dog. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's like, I thought this was a baby photo. Yeah. <laughs> no. So anyway, um, I, I was like, oh, I'll hang that at the end of the hallway. Yeah. Um, because it's like got a heavy frame and shit. Yeah. But then I was like, this isn't fucking something that I should have in my fucking... This doesn't represent... This is not an accurate representation of my yeah. of me. So um, I put the, the old painting back up and chucked that one in the shed. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh, I've got another hook at the other end of the fucking hallway. I'm like, what should I put there? And then I was like, dude, how funny would it be if I got like another picture of me yeah. like put there? And I went online and I like found it on Vistaprint. And yeah. I, like, oh no, Officeworks online. Yeah. I just fucking like just printed it. And it's yeah. like, it was more of a gag because yeah. it was like, 
how funny would that be if I just put that fucking there? Yeah. And everyone that comes over, they're just like, oh, dude, that's a good fucking picture. I'm just like, it's a joke. <laughs> like, it's a bit. It's yeah. actually a bit. It's like the like like the Kramer portrait. Like, yeah. it's just a picture of me in my own house. Yeah. It was like um, uh, the shirt that doesn't fit me anymore, but it had like the sweet chili filly of like my own face on yeah. my own shirt. Yeah. Which I was just thought was funny it's fucking hilarious yeah. dude like um it doesn't fit you anymore because it's too big yeah tell us about that okay so um just on two years ago now i started trying to lose weight and yeah. um over that time like sort of just making incremental changes like um we can go into the details more but yeah so since then i've lost so i didn't weigh myself for the first two months since the first time i weighed myself 18 months ago 18 20 months ago I've lost 63 kilos. Fucking hell, that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, when you kind of took a break from um, when you weren't active, and yeah. then you came back, and I was just like, fuck, dude. Like, I for, had to do a double take. Yeah. Like, just, like, completely different. Yeah. Yeah, that was around the same time as during COVID. Um, I sort of... I'd taken a break, and then Josh asked me to be part of the sketch show. Yeah. So it was, like, nearly like it's weird saying i've been doing comedy for like nearly six years because like over half of that i was like not doing it yeah yeah yeah. um so like yeah i wasn't active for like a year and then sort of did the sketch show where i wasn't active in the stand-up space but was writing this show to perform and then um once that show was done like a month after that i started doing the weight loss stuff yeah and then um i got like started 2020 i went to like go into an open mic and then everything shut down yeah um and then sort of got back into it september last year mm-hmm. and so that's sort of the on and off of it but yeah so so it was like over i think it was like 18 months since i seen you last yeah before i seen you after you'd yeah. lost weight hopefully there'd be a noticeable change yeah i was just like holy shit oh, that's always an like I run into people who haven't seen me in that period of time. They're like, what have you been up to? I was like, fucking, I think, take a guess. <laughs> <laughs> Just losing weight, man. Yeah, no, nothing. It's the funny because like over COVID, I lost 20 kilos and yeah. I can't do my weight loss bit if I know you're on the bill. <laughs> um, I, I did have a joke. It's just like, I think it's a good amount of weight to lose because it ruins a lot of other people's stories. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked, dude. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I'm like... It's you've just put down the royal flush. I've got yeah. like two twos and a three. Yeah, <laughs> and a joker. I don't know. Anyway, so like I, I have no idea like poker references. Yeah. But yeah, like if I'll like look at the thing and I'll just be like, well, I'll I'll do it before. Yeah, but I can't be. fucking follow it. Yeah. But um, I I nearly accidentally stole your weight loss bit. <laughs> But just on a smaller note, yeah. like like sixty kegs, man. Someone's like that's gonna get a reaction out of the crowd. Yeah. Twenty kegs, it's like someone might say something, but yeah. it, like I can understand them yeah. if they didn't. Yeah. So I will say like, oh yeah, I dropped twenty kegs, and they'll get no response, and they'll be like, oh fuck you, like, and then <laughs> like I nearly said like yeah. one of your bits, which I won't yeah. burn on the podcast, but I was like, I nearly did it yeah. just because you did it so well. I subconsciously yeah. like wanted to say it. It's a handy bit because no matter how the crowd reacts for like for my thing anyway, because like I can be angry or I can be like not happy with their reaction or i can yeah there's a bunch of different ways you can go with it as well based on how they 
It's like comic mentality where it's like whatever they say, you're going to have a negative, you've got a negative or a positive response to that. So it's like you say one thing and you've got four possible answers for it. Yeah. Like, um, (laughs) for example, with the, um, with the whole, like, um, like mentioning weight loss, like if someone says like, Oh, congratulations, man, I'll be like, no, fuck you. Like, don't, don't like yeah. say thank you. That's like, I don't need yeah. more of an ego. <laughs> and then if they're like, you know, like, Oh yeah. Okay, cool. I'm just like, no, be more proud. Like, <laughs> it does, basically damned yeah. if you don't like, I, I, I'm like shy if they're happy and then like fucking like mad if they're not. Like yeah. it's like you're <laughs> fucked either way. It's mixed signals. Yeah, know. yeah. Like, Don't know how to take a compliment basically, but you really want one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that that's me in a nutshell. Like I'm sitting there like I'll say like, oh yeah, I drop, drop, drop 20 kilos. And then instead of burning your bit, yeah. um, I was like, actually, I just addressed the fact like, wait, I was the one that made me that yeah much overweight (laughs) and then i fucking told a group of people and then got mad because they didn't applaud me for doing it i'm like i'm holding you guys captive for a fucking response to something that i did to myself yeah (laughs) fuck it's um actually ross has a similar bit at the moment yeah um which i'm not gonna burn but um he's it's about like um um like not drinking yeah same sort of premise yeah. but just with not drinking yeah it's um one of those things where it's like if you have a, like ross has a few jokes about being an alcoholic yeah and, no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then now he's like not drinking he's yeah. like got to rewrite his set yeah so to, and i seen him at boardwalk the other night yeah and he's like I've quit drinking jokes are actually going really well. Yeah. And, um, I know Ross listens to the show, so fucking there we go. Um, (laughs) um, but yeah, that's, that's my way of telling him he did well. Like yeah, through the podcast <laughs> yeah. that he has to don't listen to. Don't tell him on the night. Yeah, don't tell him on the night. Saving. Just just be like, I'll save that for the podcast. Captive audience. And then I'll know if he listens or not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you want to get compliments, man, yeah. you're going to have to fucking thumb through the podcast yeah. and see where your name comes up. Um, yeah, but just fucking captive audience. But um, what the whole point of that thing was, do you find now that, like, because I, even myself, I find that I can't do certain jokes because I don't look as big as I used to? Um, there's some jokes that I haven't tried. And it's sort of this weirdly, I coming back after taking, like, the time off and realizing that, you, like, had how much the material was about, like, that was probably too much as well. But, um, yeah, there's definitely, but then there's, like, it's, <laughs> It's a weird thing where, like, anyone who's, like, more, like, if you talk about being short and there's someone shorter than you, it's the same thing with, like, being overweight. If you oh, talk yeah, about true. being overweight and someone's more overweight than you, yeah. Um, then, like, I remember when Bill first started, I was doing material about being a bigger guy, mm. and people in the audience would almost, like, look at him to check if it was okay. <laughs> and there was... <laughs> and then they... <laughs> Does it have his stamp of but, approval on but it? But it was like a weird thing where like, if it, like, not all, like, because it was working on material over mics, not all of it was great. Every so often he would like laugh at the joke and then the crowd would laugh at him laughing at the joke because of the tension that was created in the yeah, situation yeah. there. 
Um, That's actually fucking hilarious, that dynamic. Yeah. And there was also, like, a fair few times when I, like, especially after, like, I was around it a bit but wasn't doing it as much, every so often I would get compliments on sets that I knew were Bill's sets. Yeah. And I just, <laughs> I, like, couldn't... And they, they couldn't remember who it was. And I was just like, I think that might have been someone else. But that's... I, you seem happy to be complimenting the person who did it. So I'm just going <laughs> to... Thanks, I'll pass it on. Yeah. <laughs> I've, um, I've had someone try to do a callback to one of my bits. Yeah. That I didn't do. <laughs> so I'm at the bar and like at the venue. Yeah. And uh, one of the audience members... Um, said something to me. Yeah, as oh, like a riff. Yeah, uh, while we're waiting at the bar, he, he like one of the other comedians had a joke about yeah. waiting at the bar with someone. Yeah, and then he said like, "Haha, like your bit." Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh, that wasn't like my bit." Like that, <laughs> but it's just funny that like they were they were trying to like be like, yeah. ah, and I was that, like, "That that wasn't me." Yeah, at least like. In my head, at least, it makes sense why people would make that mistake. But, like, I'm not sure. Are there many comedians that look like you on the I, scene? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Um, oh, you spoke about Daniel Sloss. Did you see him recently when he was in Canberra? No, I didn't No, get a okay, I went out today. I was a fucking... Yeah. Like, I hope that... And, like, he's on Netflix. Yeah. Um, also, um, future sponsors of the show, Netflix. Go <laughs> check them out. Um, future hosts of this podcast. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Netflix podcast. All right, fucking patent pending that shit. Like, <laughs> they must do something because they post like some podcast with Tom Popper and Fortune Femster that's interviewing other comedians. But I yeah, never see yeah. the full podcast. It doesn't matter. We can get back to the. Yeah. No. So, um, what I was saying was, um, yeah, Daniel Sloss. I hope that, and I don't see why not, but I hope that after this tour that he's doing, that hour is on Netflix because it was yeah. solid. Like, it was a solid fucking hilarious hour. I think, like, the quality that he managed to put together for an hour, I can't imagine, like, his specials in the future not ending up on Netflix. Mm. Considering he's already got yeah, specials on Netflix. Like, he probably already has a deal. It'll end up somewhere. And it's sort of... <laughs> the whole idea of calling someone a comedian, and I can't remember who it was, was talking about how, like, they're not really specials anymore because 10 come out a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's more. It depends it's on the not comedian. special yeah. anymore. The thing that makes it special now is the comedian, not the fact that like a comedian is getting the rare opportunity to publish an hour of material. It's that a good ma- comedian is putting out an hour of material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, that's like um, some people are like not on Netflix or different. Yeah. they're on different platforms and shit. Sort of, there's so many now. There's it's like, it's like um like. Joey Diaz, I yeah. was talking to him earlier. Talking about him earlier yeah. in the show, he's not got his own hour yeah. on Netflix, but he's got a spot on Degenerates, which is oh, like yeah. a, which is like a, a mixed build, like thing. a six comedian thing where they all did two like, seasons yeah. now. But it's originally was just yeah six six or eight comedians yeah. half an hour. Yeah, that is my fucking dream amount of time. Yeah, first first time I redo a. Uh, recording which i plan yeah. on doing at some point yeah is gonna it's just a solid tight half an hour it'll probably be an hour of yeah. material that i'll boil down yeah like I'll, I'll build an hour and then boil it down to half an yeah. hour and just make a fucking dynamite half an hour yeah um and the, or, or 45 like i could go yeah. 45 and have like a fucking 
five minute opener. Yeah. Like to round it up a bit. Yeah. But, you know, or like if I recorded it, it'd be an hour. Yeah. Uh, it'd be, sorry, if I recorded it, it'd be half an hour to 45. Yeah. But if I did a live show, I'd do it for an hour and add some crowd work in yeah. there or something. But like the actual material, if yeah. I was going to record it, is half an hour. Yeah. But if I did it live, it'd be an hour cause yeah. I, or, or 45 um, to an hour because I'd, I'd kind of like let it breathe a little bit. Yeah. Um, But that is a really cool idea to have instead of a special for half an hour it's a series where each comedian gets yeah. half an hour and there's like eight comedians well it's like comedy central back like before when they weren't as often like hbo would be like the comedy special where people got an hour and then comedy central in america would have the half hour slots and that mm-hmm. would be like for comedians who are like on their way through the traditional pipeline to mm-hmm. like um touring and like being a like feature act, yeah, that opener, sort of thing. Uh, yeah. Opener feature, I mean, fucking headliner. Feature acts, I think, generally on like a comedy club night lineup, don't necessarily do an hour. They're, so those people would probably already be doing some comedy club sort of feature stuff. Feature, but like yeah. being on Comedy Central and actually getting your name like on TV mattered a lot more than it does yeah, now because like, of the power, like how much the internet's diluted stuff. Mm, mm. Um, yeah, it's like. Dude, I could do an hour on YouTube and yeah. get just as much exposure as yeah. um you what you could like if it, it I couldn't do it. Anymore. Yeah, but comedians haven't been able to do it, and it's sort of a thing where like I know some Australian comedians and other ones who like are definitely good enough to like be on those things, but nobody gave them the opportunity, and they just got sick of waiting. Mm. And sort of the good thing about the internet how it sort of like decentralizes that structure where people can sort of create the following create an income from that following and then use that to fund the special eventually. That's mm. what I think they generally do. That's the process, yeah. yeah. Like the natural progression of that. Yeah. Even like um, US comedians, man. Like yeah. um, I listened to, a, um, like, so on on that Degenerate season one, episode yeah. one is Big J Ockerson. Yeah. Ockerson? Ockerson. Ockerson, yeah. 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 Um, I say it too much like a fucking, like... Like with his New York accent, dude. Yeah, that's like a cool last name. But then you yeah. get me with my like <laughs> trying to over like pronounce yeah. it. Like I remember I used to know this guy. Um, his last name was um, Jarrett. Yeah, just straight up Jarrett. But I used to pronounce it Gerard. <laughs> so people would be like, "No, I don't know that guy." Hey, like, yeah. and it's just like, and then I'd describe him. They're like, "Oh, you mean Jarrett?" And I'm like. What did I say? And they're like, yeah. you said Gerard. And it's just like threw me completely <laughs> off. Like I would just be the same dude and I'd say it like completely different. Yeah. So yeah, um, Big J's on that. And he um, he is in that like kind of like New York club comedian. Yeah. And a lot of those New York club comedians release their own specials just yeah. doing live at a club. Yeah. Like on YouTube and shit. Yeah. They'll put it behind like a fucking paywall. Yeah. And like... Or they'll just put it out live and be like directing people yeah. over to their YouTube channel, which then they can make money yeah. from. I don't know. I'm pretty sure the last probably two specials um, Doug Stanhope did were on Vimeo, where you mm. just like paid ten bucks or something to watch them there. Because um, but like I said, he's been doing that podcast he does for years as well, mm. and just uses that I think to fund back into the um live stand up. Although listen to the podcast half the time it sounds like he hates stand-up <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I'm an avid listener to the Doug Stanhope podcast, yeah. man. And also, like, a couple of the um, guests that he's had, I've followed to their podcasts. Yeah. Um, uh, Shane Gillis was yeah. there for a little while yeah. during COVID. I think he stayed at his house yeah. for a little while. And that kind of got me onto him and yeah. his crew. Um, and like the issues with Andy and like yeah. all that sort of shit. Like, um, the dude, he, he does that ra- like every, every now and then he'll do that random fucking call to a prison phone where he talks to that guy that's in prison. Yeah. Uh, forgotten his name. Yeah. But anyway, it's a dude that Joe, maybe, I don't know. It's been a while since I've listened to it. Okay. Um... Yeah. So he, he, he somehow, I think because he's a fan of Stanhope, yeah. um, hit him up and was like I'm a fan of you and Stanhope was like, oh, why don't you call the podcast from your prison phone and we'll chat. Yeah. So he'll do like a random episode where it's yeah. like a dial in from a prison phone and they only have 15 minutes yeah. to talk. Yeah. He hasn't done one for a little while, but during COVID that was, he was like a repeat guest. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's just like, what the fuck? Like yeah. I, I bought Stanhope's um, album that he only put out on VHS. Oh, they- I think I like. I remember hearing about that, and then I like missed the orders because it was relatively limited. Yeah, it was yeah. like I th- it was I think two hundred, yeah, or something, and they're signed and shit. Yeah, and I did a like viewing party at my place. Yeah, um, and yeah, actually played it on VHS. Like, it just like, I do remember Stanhope used to do like he would just do garage sales. <laughs> yeah, on yeah. eBay. On eBay, and I think maybe he'd like sign stuff as he sent it out. I remember being like. The first time we came in Canberra, we did like a downstairs gig at like the AFL club in the city. I can't mm. remember what. Oh, the Magpies. Yeah. Um, and someone was in there like wearing a hockey jersey that he'd signed that they'd bought off. He'll just sign shit yeah. to make it. So um, residual checks from movies and shit yeah. can sometimes be like three cents. Yeah. So he, instead of just cashing a three cent check, <laughs> sign. he'll sign it and sell it on eBay. Yeah. It's like you're getting like money from more than what the check's literally yeah. worth i also think he would steal bibles from hotels that, sign them yeah. and sell them i think he was the one who did that as well i listened to his most recent podcast and he was talking about he did it seems like he, i think he went on a bit of a road trip because he found his old recordings on cassette okay. from his live shows yeah and he's just like using all this spare time he's got yeah. to review material yeah because he nearly had a special that came out and then COVID hit and then it didn't get released and then yeah. it got released. He got he finished his recent book as well and like he did a whole bunch of shit. Yeah. But he's like, I have fucking hours of shit on yeah. cassette. Yeah. And he just has a cassette player in one of his cars. So he's just road tripping listening, listening to, to his, his shit. own material, trying to find if there's anything he can still use. Which yeah. I do that too. I've got yeah. so many I have a book that I haven't opened for like two years with yeah. all my original material in yeah. there. And since then I've got it all in my phone. Yeah. But I used to write it out and I've not done anything from that book for two years. Yeah. And it's probably all pretty shit. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wrote it when I first started. Yeah. Chris Malton actually had a really good point. He's like, don't worry about burning material online. Yeah. If you get a good clip or something, put it up online and fucking still do it. Yeah. It's like the only people that need to worry about that is like professional fucking people yeah. with like Netflix specials yeah. and stuff. He's like, if you've got a good clip of a good bit, fucking put yeah. it on your YouTube and still do the bit. Who gives a shit? Yeah. It is interesting. Like you have to have for the comedy stuff, you have to be confident enough that what you're 
doing is good but you also like hear every comedian who's been doing it for years who said like oh when i started i sucked so you sort of have to have in your mind like eventually i won't like what i'm doing but (laughs) that's another point that chris had he's like don't save a bit because you don't want to burn it you're not going to want to have that bit in 12 months yeah like you may as well put it up while you still think it's good yeah (laughs) like you know, uh, how funny is it? You've probably seen over the years someone that does an open mic and they put their first ever set up, like, as a, like, oh, yeah. this is my set from the weekend. Yeah. It's like, dude, like, you're going to hate that. Yeah. It's not even going to take a year. You're going to hate that in six weeks. So I didn't tell anyone I knew I was doing stand up comedy for like three months, four mm. months. Yeah. 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 I, um, I, I got my, facebook and shit set up pretty early on yeah but it was more so just as a placeholder i yeah. didn't really start updating it until like i'd been doing it for at least 12 yeah. months but then as soon as i hit the 12 month point i fucking start like podcast fucking yeah. youtube channel but it was more so just like a to build good habits yeah. to like have social media and update yeah. it regularly um just so that you know because like we've done like i well i i've done heaps of um content yeah and it doesn't get a lot of views right yeah i mean before you think it's about to fucking make <laughs> you blow up um but it's so that when i do get more followers yeah if they want they can go through the archives yeah like if they are so hungry for more content yeah they've got heaps to catch up yeah on. So that's why I do it. And even when I'm doing my game streams, I'm like doing, like I'm I'm riffing with like people yeah. in the chat. It's like, it's all got like a comedy spin to it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's why I do that. But dude, we've talked for like an hour and we still haven't brought this up. <laughs> we spoke briefly about Stan Hope. You fucking opened for him a few years ago. Oh yeah. That's uh one of the achievements. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It is weird because I think the only reason it happened is because at the time I was one of the administrators on the stand-up comedy in Canberra page. Yeah. And because it's alphabetical by surname, I would have been one of the top. Yeah, yeah. And his like Australian tour manager just like I think wanted someone who could plug the Canberra gig. <laughs> and it's just like, uh, do you want to open also post the gig to that page? But um, I said yes because it was Doug Stanhope. <laughs> yeah, dude, what the yeah. fuck? Like, so it just hit you up? Yeah, on through Facebook. Um, yeah, it seemed a very loosely organized, uh, (laughs) tour. Um, I wasn't checking time. I was checking battery. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Um, Um, it was funny as well because I think, um, Stanhope didn't like, doesn't care about doing a show in camera. For some reason, Hennigan has wanted to like, that's why they've been here when they've come to Australia. Yeah. Which I was like, I'm not going to complain because I got to open for him. (laughs) Yeah, dude. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, see... Jim Jeffries is touring soon. Yeah. And all his shows are nearly sold out. There's one yeah. show that's not sold out. Yeah. It's probably sold out by now. Yeah. No Canberra dates. I thought he did Canberra last time he was here. He did, yeah. but not this time. Okay. Um, and I was willing to go to Sydney for to see Jim Jeffries. Yeah. But I went to Sydney to see him last time, uh, the time before last, because he did the same thing, no Canberra dates. Yeah. Um, I've seen him here. I've seen him three times live, twice in Canberra, one in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and I was like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to go to Sydney for a tour that could have come to Canberra. If you've sold out every yeah. date ever, like in, like he's doing Perth, like yeah. blah, blah, blah. 
and you have that um like the convention center in the city it's as big as like any of those sort of theater stuff in uh, yeah cameras i'm not i mean, i i didn't want to buy tickets to the newtown show yeah book a hotel blah 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 blah, and then a canberra date gets announced, announced yeah so i just i was like well if a canberra get, date gets announced i'll go to it yeah and if it doesn't i'll just have to go without yeah um but then isaac butterfield announced a australian tour at the same time yeah and he's doing canberra on the it's same like the night Hellenic club isn't he yeah, yeah he's doing he's doing um canberra at the same time as um jeffries is doing sydney yeah so i was like well that i'll just like buy a ticket for that because yeah. i know that if jim does come to canberra it won't be on the same day yeah. as his sydney one so yeah. i'll preemptively buy the isaac one yeah. but then if canberra gets announced it may be around that yeah. same time but yeah it's just not a fucking thing yeah um that's a fucking crowd splitter telling people that i'm going to an isaac butterfield show <laughs> but to be fair man i it's the same reason i seen daniel sloss yeah i've seen his special but i'm not as much of a fan of daniel sloss as i am of stan hope yeah but he's a big comedian coming to canberra i yeah. want to support comedians that choose yeah. to come through canberra because yeah. they not all not yeah. all comedians do yeah mm. those sort of i don't know whether it's uh talent or like someone organizes the agency but there are like some comedians you don't really see a lot in mainstream stuff that go through places like hellenic club and southern cross clubs and that sort of thing you just it, theaters yeah you sort of have to be a fan of that person to know they're actually here <laughs> yeah yeah because their marketing is aimed at people that like their socials yeah so it's not like a paid thing for people that yeah. don't like their page yeah so yeah i find that because like i'm i'm to the point now when i want to start like promoting the like paid promotion for um basement yeah gigs i'm getting a solid crowd as it is yeah but i want i want to build uh like a more repeat crowd a yeah. lot of the time people come to basement is like to check it out yeah and like maybe like out of five people one will come back yeah. so i'm get i'm slowly building that building like that residual yeah. like repeat crowd yeah but i'm at the same time not um the more people i get the, yeah. the higher the, the the sorry the more people i get the more people will come back because yeah. obviously if 100 people come and 20 of them come back yeah if i can make that 150 people now all of a sudden you're gonna yeah. get fucking more yeah so that's why i'm like more exposure more pe equals more yeah. people and it's worth like just trying to get it out there yeah. you can pay for a promotion and it if it doesn't work then you gave it a crack yeah and it's like i know it's hard to tell with facebook i know some stuff we've paid to promote it's not a huge amount of money it doesn't seem to at least promote locally so yeah for people that like your page and shit, yeah it's like yeah that's solid um but um fuck well so we're talking about stanhope i did i kind of tangent away from that i'm a massive stanhope fan yeah. and you might remember um joel p was there in the wheelchair in the front that was the guy that doug was riffing with and i've yeah. had joel on the show and we've yeah. talked about that and um stanhope's just riffing with him like it's fucking gold like yeah. it's just like i'm like holy shit because i know how much of a stanhope fan joel is yeah so he's just sitting there going like fuck like he's talking to me like yeah. <laughs> you know like um and stanhope obviously doesn't know that joel's as much he knows he's a fan yeah, at a show, he's but he show. doesn't know fucking that he's like you know a massive fan for years yeah yeah so it's like fuck um so it was an interesting show for me because I'm yeah. 
I'm there. I see him talking to my mate who's also a comedian. Yeah. After a guy that I work, like have worked rooms with. Yeah. Opens for him. I'm like, dude, one of us is on the fucking stage, man. Like, (laughs) the, like, it's in, it's like in that movie Goodfellas. Yeah. Where it's just like, um, Ray Liotta's character's just like, uh, you know, me or Jimmy couldn't be made because we had Irish blood. Yeah. But um, when whatever Pesci's character got made, yeah. it was like we we're all getting made. Yeah. Because he was one of us and he was doing that. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was just like, a, someone that I do comedy with. Yeah. Is opening for the Doug Stanhope. Yeah. Like, I want like I'm like fuck. That's like. It makes it like it's like oh fuck I'm like two degrees of separation now. Yeah. Whereas he was like up on a pedestal, but yeah. now I'm like getting closer. Like I'm yeah. close. It's to be fair, man. That's a long stretch. Like I'm fucking going like I like I'm basically friends with Doug Stanhope. <laughs> it's like I, yeah, I, I was just I'd be surprised if he remembered me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like no, I think that. Well, who knows? I think from judging from the podcast, Stanhope's lucky to remember most things. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was also, like, a weird thing. Because, like, I remember when he was touring, he would, like... If he was somewhere where he was staying a couple of days, he would end up, like, drinking with... But, like, they were hopping straight on a plane. Yeah. So, I was like, going to say... They what... were gone. Like, when I came out the front after the gig, that was because they had left. Yeah. Like, they headed Already to their gone. plane to go. And I was like, well, I probably didn't need to drink tonight. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so I just... Came out the front and caught who I could see. Yeah, I caught you after yeah. the gig, yeah. Because I'm sitting there going like, dude, another reference to Goodfellas. Even if you haven't seen <laughs> it, I'm going to do it. It's the um the bit where he gets pinched for the first time when he's a kid and he's yeah. coming out of the courthouse and all of the guys are like, hey, you broke your cherry. And they're all like, because he just got pinched for yeah. the first time. You're you're like coming out of the fucking um, street theater. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, holy shit, there he yeah. is. Like the guy that opened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was that what it was like? It was like all, it was pretty much like got off stage and left. Did you ever, did you like chat to him at I all? I had a brief chat. Um, it was mainly him sort of just talking with Hennigan about like what they needed to do next. Yeah. Um, Hennigan asked me who like was, cause they don't know that I'm just like a local comedian who hasn't done a ton of stuff. So that's like, who's the biggest, like, can't you've ever met in the business? I'm like, well, nobody you'd know. <laughs> <laughs> no one that's going to make a fun story. Um, and then, like, yeah, had a bit of a chat with him. Like I said, he was... Because I think it was, like, somewhat early. He'd just come from... Like, he did, did... Part of his material was, like, touring some, like, Asian countries. And the mm. king in that country was, like, one of the bits he was doing there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think he was still going over it a little bit. Um, <laughs> he did say that, like, he prefers if the opener bombs because then he can come and, like, yell at the audience for being snobs and like berate the audience for being shitty. <laughs> I was like, man, I could I should have just not tried. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking perfect. Yeah, no dude, like yeah, I'm glad that we got that like ex- like that you got that experience and I also got yeah. you uh, got like that for the yeah. for content as well because that's really fucking cool. It's also another thing where like when I go back, I took there was like one photo of me out the back with him smoking and stuff, but I'm like God, I was fat. That's all I think when I look at it. Yeah, dude, that's that's like um, that it's like that um, like 
comic mentality that I was talking about yeah. before. It's like I can't do something without finding the criticism in yeah. it. Yeah. Like I don't I, I don't just look at something like, oh, that's a great fucking thing. Yeah. I'll be like, oh man, I, I like didn't like that thing or yeah. why did I wear that shirt? Yeah. Or like whatever. Um but yeah, dude, I um I was that that was my first um the fir- first on my bucket list of comedians to see. Like yeah. I've got a list of like like top tier comedians. Yeah. Stanhope's in that and seeing him that night was like yeah. fuck. Yeah. It was like really cool. But and also, um I've performed at that theatre, not in that room, but in yeah. Street Theatre two. Yeah. Um four three for uh with Bill Makin. I yeah. opened for him for the Canberra Comedy oh, Festival yeah. in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um so that's cool that I've also been to the same venue and yeah. done comedy. But um yeah, I was just it was just one of those things where it's and, and also um it's like you're saying about like who's who's the like they'll saying like oh, what's the biggest cut you've ever worked yeah. with or he was like cuz he on our world on our on Australia on the Australian stage yeah versus the American stage like there's probably people that aren't touring that have more followers on Twitter cuz we don't use Twitter yeah in the states than some of our like top tier comedians yeah so he was like, oh, I went to, Stan Hope was talking after the tour. He, I heard the podcast yeah. and he was like, I knew it was a pretty big comedian because he had like 200,000 followers on Twitter in a country that doesn't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, that's how he rated how big that comedian was yeah. based on like their Twitter followers. Yeah. Because it's like, well, if people have gone out of their way to fucking follow this guy, yeah. like he must be pretty big. Yeah. Yeah, but um. Oh, speaking of fucking socials, let's wrap it up and do our shout outs oh, for yeah. our socials, man. So, um, where can people find you, dude? Um, so I do have a comedian page on Facebook. Not that I'm particularly active, and then I can't. I've changed my Twitter tag. Tag. I might have to double check it. Just yeah. Give me one second. Yeah. Um, so uh, while you get that, my um Twitter is Marky Comedy. Um, and. I, I update that as regularly as my others. Like, I just, like, basically post the same status to multiple platforms. Okay, it's uh, Philbo Swaggins is my current... Um, Fuck yeah, dude. With two L's. <laughs> yeah. Fuck yeah. And, um, and on, like, Instagram and Facebook, what's that? Um, I don't it's Sweet Chili Philly, I think. On my, I try to get it on most of it, but sometimes that's just the name of the um, profile and not the actual... Name. At. Yeah, um, okay. Instagram is that's under Phil Carruthers. The, yeah, yeah. PLCOS yeah. is the username on Twitter. Yeah, okay. on Twitter on oh, on Insta. Instagram. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, well, you guys already know where to find the podcast. Yeah. Um, and um, <laughs> anything else is all. Um, so my Twitter's Marky Comedy, but everything else is Marky Worthington Comedy. Um, that's Facebook, Instagram, and um, YouTube. And also, if you want to check out gaming shit for Twitch, it's Marky Worthington Gaming. I'm like Jim's mowing, and like <laughs> but it's like Marky Worthington Gaming and yeah. like comedy. You do Marky Worthington's cooking, and then Marky Worthington tag and test. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man. Marky Worthington tech tips. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, TED Talks. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, dude, thanks fucking heaps for being on the show. Yeah, I no, thought we were going to keep it under an hour, man, but we just let it slide. No, so yeah, I don't, haven't even checked the time. Dude, so. it, it, like, people are still listening for sure. Yeah. So thanks for fucking being on the show, <laughs> man. Good. And um, Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, been great right having you over. Cheers.
Cheers. Don't buy me a drink. Just name names. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Big Tony. You'll get fucking thrown out of strip club with your floppy disk. Yeah, all day. Make people feel shamed for shit all day. <laughs> Don't blow Turn it. it into a hard drive. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple. Count your money. That they're not proud of. Just give me ten bucks. All right.